Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Zone Time, a brand new edition for this week. Sam from the Broadcast Podcast is here. Omar from In Dimensions is here. And a not blonde Justin Cuthbert from Yahoo Sports is also here with us. Contrary to what you may have seen on Twitter this week, he is not blonde. He is back to his brown hair. Like everyone in the hockey world, Julian, still having less fun. Yeah, that's that's very fair. That is very fair. Times right now are not as fun. It's actually funny enough, a segment, a segue into how we're going to deal with this week's edition of Zone Time. We're going to kind of divide it into two. Uh, there are some pretty serious topics we need to discuss off top. Uh, we know what's gone around in the NHL over the last few days, a settlement being reached with the Pittsburgh Penguins and uh, one of their former assistant coaches and a, their uh, partner uh, over the last few days that's come to a settlement. Uh, we also have to think about the Anaheim Ducks and Bob Murray being put on administrative leave over allegations of emotional abuse. But the story that I think uh, has rung with me the most is hearing the interview of the mother of John Doe 2 uh, from the Chicago Blackhawks uh, affair that has unfolded over the last few months. So we are going to spend the next few minutes talking about that. And in part two of this podcast, we're going to discuss Connor McDavid, who scored one of the best goals we have seen uh, in quite some time this past weekend. So it's going to start off a little serious, and then it's going to get a little lighter as we get uh, more into the podcast. So let's start with uh, the mother of John Doe, too, who spoke with TSN's Rick Westhead uh, just about what had happened to their son. Uh, they were abused by former video coach for the Chicago Blackhawks, Brad Aldrich. Aldrich was later convicted and then sentenced to nine months in prison. He is now a sex offender. He's on the sex offenders list. Uh, you may remember from the press conference with Gary Bettman, uh, where he was addressing the Kyle Beach interview and the fallout from uh, the allegations surrounding the Chicago Blackhawks. Rick West had asked Gary Bettman simply just to offer some sympathy to uh, the victim, John Doe too. And Gary Bettman, let's be real here, he gave a non-answer to which the mother of John Doe 2 uh, definitely was not happy about that. And other people in hockey media have even gone so far as to say, maybe it's time for Gary Bettman to step aside. Alan Walsh has done it. I uh, pulled up a tweet from uh, my colleague at the Athletic Scott Wheeler saying something along those lines as well. Uh, very tense time with that story. Um, let's jump into the interview first. 
Uh, if you all did watch the interview, what were your takeaways from hearing from John Doe 2's mother? Uh, Justin, I'll start with you with that. What did, what did you take away from, from hearing from the mother? I mean, it was just heartbreaking, right? Like it was honestly excruciating to watch and to listen to. I mean, and, and we, we talked before about how important it was for Kyle Beach to come forward. I mean, this was as important. I don't want to like rank what was most important to be if you're going to watch one thing or whatever, because all these things are so important. But that is why it's it was the you know, the reasons are twofold why this was such a heinous thing that happened. A, because of what happened to Kyle Beach, but B, because of what Bradley Aldrich continued to do. And this person who doesn't have the platform, who got the platform of TSM's Rick Westhead, but didn't have it Mm -hmm. previously, didn't have that chance to go to the Chicago Blackhawks, has lived in and had to grow up in in this state in which his entire life and trajectory was altered. He didn't have these options. And it's the person that's less talked about and so good on Rick Westhead, obviously, for allowing that to come to the fore. But this is what happens when things go unreported. It hurts so many people. There's a tr- chain reaction and trickle-down effect. And it's the less talked about people, um, and in this case, in this case, that are, you know, maybe hurting the most, right? And they don't have mm-hmm. that opportunity. So this was so important to realize because the face to the name, right? So, so important. And with this, it's like, yeah, and it also continued abuse, right? Continued abuse. And we don't really think about it that much. We just say continued abuse. But there is a face to that name as well. We don't know that face. And and I don't want to. I don't like that's not important here. It's just the fact that someone else's life is ruined. And it's because of what happened inside the Chicago Blackhawks organization. So for me, the thing that's the most frustrating about it is that when you think of his initial interview with Barry Bettman, um, and he was asked, hey, would you support or try to help the other victim, uh, John Doe 2? And he said, oh, well, I need to, I need more information. Well, there you go. But there's all the information you need. And, and the, the fact that we're, we're thinking about this as just information, like this is a life here. And, and you know, to Justin's point saying it was heartbreaking, just listen to, listening to this mother talking about her, her son's experience that um, he, he loved hockey. He collected all of these cards. He went to this party and then came back the next morning and was just different. And I, I don't know. I just, it's, it's, it's another example of something that's just so frustrating. And then just seeing, seeing the league just like seemingly not care and needing, needing information, needing data, needing numbers. Like how about we just like genuinely give a single damn about what, what you did? Yes, you specifically, Gary Bettman, you may not have done anything. However, but you're in charge of a league that allowed this thing to happen, allowed it to be covered up, and then allowed all of these things to take place afterwards. And when you're in a position where you can fix it, rectify the situation in some way, shape, or form, then you go lawyer mode. So we can talk about how the game has changed, the issues within the, within the NHL itself. But like this is, this is a huge thing, and, I, and it's unforgivable in my opinion. The fact that for years, for years, these people were suffering and just wanted some sense, some, some sense of, I don't know, a, a, an apology, an escape, a, a way to move on. And in a moment where Batman can, he continues not to. And so this, listening to, to, to John Doe 2's story, listening to Kyle Beach's story, it's just more and more examples of the, the thing that we all know that the league needs to change. 
And I do think it starts with the Gary Bettman. I agree with everything that's been said. I thought it was just, it was heartbreaking. Um, I thought the Cal Beach one was devastating. This was actually in a lot of ways worse because first of all, like watching a parent have to talk about that experience and go through that, I think is really devastating. And I think also to Justin's point, somebody who didn't have that platform until now um, and just the amount of isolation that I think their family must have felt is just really hard to think about. Um, I also thought what was interesting was that, um, not interesting, but you know, emblematic of the way this goes is when Kyle Beach's interview was out and everyone knew who he was, there was, I thought a lot more discussion on my, on my social media and in the news about mm-hmm. Kyle Beach, whereas mm-hmm. this interview with John Doe II's mother got a lot less uh, spotlight, a lot less discussion, which I, which, you know, I think is really unfair um, because I think it takes a lot more for her to come forward. I mean, it takes a lot for any survivor to come forward, but for somebody who's basically unknown to come forward and share that story about their child, I think they deserve as much discussion and compassion and support as Kyle Beach did. Um, And, you know, to Omar's point, the contrast of her saying, you know, Gary Bettman says he needs more information. I, I have all the information he needs. He's a convicted sex offender. It just really puts into contrast the, the, kind of legalistic answer that the league is giving that completely disregards the human element of it. And I, I I appreciate that people think that, you know, maybe they can't, maybe they had to give that answer because, because they don't want to expose themselves to liability. Maybe there are all kinds of reasons, but the fact of the matter is you can always make a financial contribution to someone without admitting liability. That happens all the time. Like that is a standard contract. It doesn't require you to admit to anything. And the fact that even after all of that, John Doe 2's lawyer went to the league and they said, no, we're not, we're not going to make any contribution. The Blackhawks are going to deal with it. It's just, it's, it's just a very easy way for them to pass the buck. And I just, I think it's, it shows a complete lack of empathy and a complete lack of understanding of the situation. Yeah. Uh, and to, to your point, Sam, earlier, like, um, like anytime Bedman was asked about John Doe too, he, he'd always say like, well, you know, I'm, well, I'm trying to focus on things that directly happened within the NHL. Like he kept bringing that up. I'm like, what's the point? I, I hear you, but like, why does that matter here? So it's just a, yeah, it's a lack of emotional awareness. And I think, in today's day and age, actually in a general sense, I mean, people need to have that sense of empathy. And I think I can, you can say like a lot of the reasons that there are a lot of issues in the world is because of a lack of empathy. Um, so I think if that just continues, then, you know, if, if people just continue to not try to understand other people's situations, then, you know, things aren't going to change. And so it's, it's just really disappointing that, you know, that we the, the league that we watch, the game that we watch has all this stuff in it. I think what's another thing that's so frustrating is clearly these two lawyers are very skilled in being lawyers, right? So yeah. they're protecting the brand at all costs. But if you are so skilled at your job and your profession of being a lawyer and covering yourself, you should be able to find a way to show some compassion while covering yourself. No? 
Like it, it seems like you don't you don't have to be cold hearted completely in order to be in that job or the position they're in. So they are in a way choosing to be like that when the reality is that they don't have to go all the way there. They can protect themselves and still at least show that they give a flying you know what about people that aren't within their jurisdiction. Absolutely. I totally agree. I actually think it's part of being a good lawyer and part of good counsel work is being able to being able to show empathy so that you're managing the relationship between your client and whoever they're dealing with. Like that, it's not just a matter of protecting your client. Like protecting your client happens in different ways. And part of that is knowing how to actually handle a situation with emotional intelligence. Yeah. And the um, thing that's even okay. worse about it is that like, oh, sorry, sorry, Julian. No, um, please, please, please. Go ahead. Yeah. The thing that's worse about it is that like Batman is like, oh, we're going to have this new little hotline thing where players can call if, if they're going through something. If I'm a player that's going through something and I'm watching this, why the heck am I going to call you? What? So you can so you can have make a court case to try to, to try to just prove everything. I'm pretty sure that's still happening. Is, isn't that not still happening where a case is being, a, being made against Kyle Beach to discredit everything that he's that he's saying? So it's like. Yeah. If I'm a player that's going through something, I'm, why am I going to call the league? Why am I going to call the? Why am I going to call the NHLPA, who has done absolutely nothing? So it's just like all of these things. They just seem like just just checklists. Yeah, we we have this. We talked about this. We talked about that. But no actions being done. Yeah, the the thing that shook me, uh, to your to your point, first off, with regards to the situation with Kyle Beach, I think even uh, after the uh, initial press conference by the Hawks after the. Uh, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, the report was released. Uh, I remember, I forget which owner it was, but they were saying that they still feel they have a good legal case against Kyle Peach. That was just kind of thrown in there for one. Two, in that press conference from Gary Batman. Uh, they did allude to the fact that they wanted to create some kind of resource that hockey players, not just in the National Hockey League, but they wanted to create something that hockey players could use in order to report something like this, in order to provide help. And while the details were a bit vague on it, they at least presented that as something that they would do. So to me, and and I know we, we keep going back to this press conference, but I think it's pretty indicative of, of, of the situation they're in right now and, and how people view Gary Bettman now. It rang really hollow to me to hear them on one hand say that they want to do everything they can 
to prevent another Kyle Beach situation from happening and to ensure that resources are available for hockey players if they go through something like this. And then an opportunity comes for you to uh, show, show support or show sympathy for uh, another hockey player who endured abuse at the hands of a predator. And we're not talking about something that was alleged. We're not talking about something that was hearsay. This person was convicted and went to prison over it. And Gary Bettman and Bill Daly could have easily said something to show support for John Doe too, but they did not. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Omar. Like if, if I'm an NHL player, if I'm any player, like why would I trust whatever the NHL might have to offer as a resource that could help me in the case that something dangerous happens? Like I, I, I have a lot of distrust with that. Um, speaking of Gary Bettman though, one other thing that I'd like to mention and kind of bring to the table, and I think this might be a bit of a more difficult conversation to have is, or maybe it won't be, who knows? A lot of people seem to be very upset with Gary Bettman. A lot of people are very upset with how he's handled all of this. And that press conference we keep referring to, I think people are going to talk about it for a very, very long time. And it's just another strike against Gary Bettman. And as I alluded to at the beginning of the podcast, there are people who have used their platforms to say that maybe this is time for Gary Bettman to step aside and not be the commissioner of the National Hockey League anymore. Um, I'm just curious what you think about Gary Bettman and you think about uh, the fact that he's ha- how he's handled all this and whether it is time for him to go. Um, I mean, for me, I think 30 years is a long time to be running anything, to be honest. Yeah. We are approaching, I believe, his 29th anniversary of taking over the league. Uh, times have changed clearly. Uh, the cold heart may be blackened more and more year after year. And it looks like we're heading into, I mean, we are heading into a new era as a society. And it's probably right that someone reflects where the world is going is in that seat. Um, it's probably just time. And it might not be because of this. It might be not because of that or whatever. It just might be time for something fresh, something new, and someone who is going to show some of the compassion and not just be a good employee for 32 rich men. Uh, that's probably where we need to go. Will we go there? Probably not. Because as, as much as this is all on Gary Bettman, he's an employee and he's the chosen employee for 32 owners that want him to do this job exactly the way he's done it. So that's really the issue. But again, 30 years, probably far too long. And, and I, and I don't want to give him or the NHL any credit at all, mm-hmm. but um, this young man is going to get help, it seems, because the Blackhawks are going to have to do it, and that's because the NHL said so. And then we now have Bob Murray, who's under an investigation, apparently because the NHL sent out a memo. So not that they wanted to do these things, but because the you know because we live in the world where we live in now, where there is pressure and there's pressure to do the right thing and the right thing should be done. I mean, maybe we're going to start seeing some change, but for real change, for important change, for lasting change. I mean, I'm not sure it can really happen the way that it should be or should happen or should suffice if it is still Gary Bettman in charge. So do I expect to see a different, different uh, voice at the head of the NHL? Probably not. Gary Bettman, the hall of famer will go out when he wants to go out. Um, because the 32 individuals that want him there want him there. But uh, it is probably time for the change. I just don't expect it to happen. 
Yeah, I completely forgot he was in the he was in the Hall of Fame. So yeah, and and yeah. you know to Justin's point, like when he, Gary Bettman represents the owners, and owners care about money, and they're gonna see like, hey, Seattle, and hey, Vegas, and look at all the money that that you know that they gave us to be in the league, and who who's gonna be next, and you know that's just the nature of the thing. Everyone, we, we people think of dollars and cents, but you know, to the to the emotional aspect and the fact that the that not only the game has grown, but the individuals playing the game has changed. You, you know, yes, you know, yes, there's the go-to hockey mindset, but the actual individuals have have changed, and it'd be great to have someone who actually keeps that in mind and embodies that. But you know, Gary Bettman seems to be the the golden child, so to speak when it comes to ownership and it's disappointing because there are, there are so many things like this, you know, this Chicago Blackhawk situation is one thing, but you know, there are so many things that are being said that, and so many moves that could be made to improve the game. And then there's not like completely different situation. But last year, Gary Bettman praised NHL officiating said it was the best officiate, best, best officiating in the or in professional sports or something. And then we, every single day we see example over example after example, of officiating not being good and and there needing to be some way in which in which it can be improved but doesn't matter gary bettman says it the owners like what gary bettman does so i'm with justin i would like to see a change i would like to see someone who not only is trying to you know represent ownership but also genuinely cares about the game the league and its players aside from the pa yes the pa is the players association but like i don't think just because you're not representing the players specifically that you don't you know, you stop caring about, about the people who are within the league, not just mm-hmm. players, like all personnel. Um, but I don't know. I, I think, yeah, I think even if Batman did leave and might, maybe it might be just a, a Batman light or the next, next ver- up and coming version of, of Gary Batman, but this something needs to change because this can't keep happening all the time. And, you know, we talked about this in multiple episodes of zone time. If, if we want to make hockey safe, if we want to grow the game, then it's, it's things like this that matter. Right. You know, we can talk about, you know, uh, making it more affordable or, you know, having more programs around for 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 youth to get into the game. But like it, it's moments like these that are defining and how you handle them. And again, if I'm any player, professional, up and coming youth, whatever, and I'm watching the situation, I'm, I'm concerned and I don't want anything to do with it. So hopefully at the least there is some type of change moving forward. I agree. He should go. I think that's the simple answer, but I actually. I don't think that's enough. Um, I think to Omar's point, it will just, it's just going to be another version of Gary because at the end of the day, what he represents is the owner's interest. And until the views of the owners change, it doesn't really matter who's in charge. And I'm not saying that that's justification for him to stay. I think absolutely he should go even just for the optics of it. But the reality is the problems in hockey go way deeper than that. Like to Justin's point, the Bob Murray investigation you needed a memo from the front office for you to figure out that you should step up and report somebody who is consistently abusive towards their employees. Like you needed someone to tell you that. Like, I don't think you should require someone to tell you that. And, you know, similarly, we saw some of the affidavits in the CHL class action uh, that Dan Crisillo is the representative plaintiff in this week. And you, like the CHL's affidavits were from coaches, former players who were like, actually, I kind of had fun getting hazed. Like that was the message in these affidavits. It was like, it wasn't that bad. Like 
yeah, maybe they held some rookies down and shaved them. Like it was actually kind of funny. And it's these kinds of things that they put out there that it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, who's in charge. It's this pervasive mentality throughout hockey's institutions that needs to change. And I, you know, as much as Gary Bettman perpetuates that, and as much as he is a person of influence, it's, it's not enough for him to go. It's, it requires change at every level. Yep. And I think what we're going to be seeing now, funny enough, I think of it with however this Anaheim Ducks investigation may go down. We ultimately need to see some sort of reckoning with regards to people in power of the National Hockey League and at all levels of hockey for people who should not be in those positions of power, who have abused being in those positions of power. We need to see it. And I think over the next few weeks, months, and even years, uh, it is going to be a bit painful and a bit down for many of us as, as just hockey fans. I know there's hockey media between Justin and myself uh, and Omar to a certain extent too, with what he writes. And, and look, you know what, Sam, with the podcast that she does as well, you know, we're all part of this hockey ecosystem as media fans, just podcasters, all of that. We're all part of the system that wants to see it be fruitful and actually good and actually be proud to be, Hey, we, we, we like this game. That's actually good. But right now there are a lot of parts of it that are not good. And, and a lot of it, and a lot of it, uh, it's weird to say, oh, Batman is, yes, people can look at Batman's legacy and say, all right, great. He was able to bring the national hockey league to all these markets in the States, but there are also the lockouts too. And I think his handling of the Chicago Blackhawks will stick out like a thorn when you look out at his legacy when it comes time for him to step down, I'm, I think he has been at this too long. I think the National Hockey League could benefit from getting a newer voice. Uh, I do share the same skepticism that whatever voice will come in to replace him will essentially just serve the owners and try to continue his can try to continue what was done before. But I've also been proven wrong before. I've also uh, held skepticism about how this investigation with the Blackhawks would go. I didn't think we'd know any of the information that we have right now, but we do. So I guess the only thing I can really say uh, as we wrap on the uh, wrap up on the segment here is I just have to hold on to whatever optimism that I have with the handling of the NHL going forward. And I'm once again, thankful for platforms like this, where we're able to discuss these issues and we're able to bring these stories to light and other people in the media as well are willing to ask the tough questions and just can just ensure that these stories are brought to light. And we're not in a culture anymore where we just kind of see this and we laugh it off. No, this is something we want to take seriously, as painful as it might be for some people to just see. Uh, yeah, I think we had a pretty good discussion with regards to Gary Bettman and the mother of John Doe too, which uh, I, I still can't believe uh, she had the strength to go on TSN and speak about what happened to her son. Uh, I think she deserves a lot of credit for what she did. We're going to take a quick break, uh, take a moment just to, you know, take a moment. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about something pretty fun that happened over the weekend, because while there is darkness in the National Hockey League, there are moments of light and moments where we can just enjoy the game. And Connor McDavid seems to be at the forefront of that. And he did something pretty incredible against the New York Rangers over the weekend. So we're going to talk about that and talk about his place in the National Hockey League world. So we'll be right back. <laughs> 